When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. Welcome to the tiny stage portion of Almost Famous here on 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea. We are brought to you every Tuesday night by Tiny and Sons Glass. And this is where you learn about local music from bands and musicians right in your community. From here on the South Shore, into Boston, and all over New England. And tonight, we have an old friend joining us in the radio station once again, Mr. Jay Pissarros. Jay, good evening. How are you? Good evening, John. I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So uh, what's new in your world, man? It's been a while since you've been here last. Yeah, um, well... You know, summer, this past summer was a great summer. Uh, past couple of years, actually, have been really good years musically. And um, so the summer was just so busy with a lot of booking and a lot of gigs. And, of course, winter hits and things die off a little bit. So I've been working on a new new album. And, um, you know, I haven't really said too much about it. And it's probably the first I've said on any forum that goes out to people about it. Um, but I just, I, I want to take my time with it. I want to do it right and... When it comes out, I want it to be to be what it is, you know. That's cool. Now, the last album was a self-titled release, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And and I actually have uh, a name for this album and the artwork all done for the most part for it. So there's a lot of stuff that has been done, and we got a good portion of the recording done so far. Cool. So you're, you're no stranger to the studio. I know you've uh, you've released several full-length albums and a few EPs, too, along the way. How is this album different from what's been uh, previously released? You know, this has kind of been a conversation I've been having with a lot of different people. Um, I I tend to be, in a sense, like if I'm going to make a CD a little private about it, um, I don't like to share too much of it with friends and family, like the demos, um, because this is kind of an offbeat story here. I ran into this, I'll never forget this, this crazy street performer or quote-unquote musician in, in, I forget what town or what city it was in, and, um, you know, he was a homeless individual. And, I don't know, we, we started a conversation, he's like, yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a musician. And I'm like, oh, cool, like, you know, what do you listen to? He's like, I don't listen to anything because I don't like outside influence. And it was an interesting, I don't know what, this is probably 10 years ago, but it stuck with me. And, you know, every time you share music with someone, someone has an opinion on it, and you really learn over the years to, to pick and choose which opinions to, to take. Um, but what I've been talking about with a lot of people, the few people that I have kind of been sharing some snippets with is, you know, is, what's the concept of this whole album? And I think as an artist, you know, constantly evolving, there's so many genres and so many different avenues you can take to your style of music. But over time, you eventually begin to find yourself more and more. And in that process, you start to strip the fat off of what you're doing. Um, so a lot, of other my, a lot of other of my recordings, they're kind of bouncing all over the board from, you know, folk to even maybe a little reggae to some rock to some, you know, gu- guitar-centric stuff. Um, but this album is kind of worth trying to keep it a little bit more organic-sounding. You know, instead of full drum kits, we'll use percussive elements. Um, instead of electric guitars and Hammond organ, we'll try and, you know, maybe do something that's a grand piano and uh, an acoustic guitar in place of that. I like it. Yeah, it, it's coming along good. It, it's a sound that I've always admired and a sound that um, I'm starting to feel comfortable in, in the pursuit of it. Very cool. Speaking of sounds, can we hear some sounds? Yeah, sure. I'll play this one. This is, uh, I got a couple. 
some new tunes here. This one's called The, the Trees Beyond the Town. All right, we have Jay Pizarro in studio tonight on 95.9 WATD. All yours, my friend. Well, I bought myself that Gibson Headed north on 89 Towards the shadows filled with shelter Towards the rivers lined with pines And we raced away towards morning And towards a town I once called mine To a time that came before me Back again on down the line We were only stopping in and passing by Through the window at the station I could see it in her eyes And it's all but long forgotten Down the road he used to drive To a time that came before me Back again on down the Like the trees beyond the town Just beyond where they could reach us Hell, they'd never cut us down But we live with what goes missing And we tell ourselves it's fine Like the days that came before us Back again on down the line Like the days that came before me Back again on down the line That is Jay Pissarros live on the tiny stage tonight here on 95.9 WATD. Nice job on that one, my friend. Uh, thank you, John. Tell us how you wrote that song, if you would. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of reminiscent quality about that. And I've, I've found that's kind of a, a theme in, in a lot of my music. Um, you know, because so much life is always going forwards. It's never going backwards. You know, there's, you can always have a conception of, of what you're going to get and what you're going to achieve and, and how you're going to get there or what you hope for in the future. Um, but the past is a funny thing because it's, 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 it was there. It was very real. It happened, and it's but it's gone. It it just is what it is, um, you know. So that song, the first the first line, I think um, I go back to Vermont a lot, and I, I lived in Vermont for a long time, and um, you know, the further I get away from that time period, when I do go back, it's it's always something new. It's it's a new emotion that is stirred up because of it. Um, 
So maybe that's it. You know, I mean, I'm, and you know that I got engaged this year. So, <laughs> congrats on that, by the way. Thank that's you. awesome. So, I mean, I I think there's a lot of reflection in that process because it's such a great and wonderful thing. And you say, oh wow, how did I get here all of a sudden? And you you look backwards at that. You know, for me at least. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, one of the things that I've never really touched upon with you, and you've been here multiple times, is PB&J Records. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, what kind of started is, is just an avenue to be involved with other people's projects. And, and you know, it's as a writer, there's times that are very drenched with creativity and other times where the well's a little dry, and that's okay. Um, but I, I made it a point excuse me, that I always wanted to be involved with original music at, at some degree when I'm not doing my own. So it was kind of founded as a way to just do projects with other singer-songwriters. And, um, you know, fast forward five or six years later, we've done multiple video projects and pro- production projects for artists, you know, some local favorites to a couple Grammy winners and nominees. And We've developed into a, a booking agency, which, you know, at it, its peak season is doing close to 200 acts a month. So Fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a good, um, you know, they say in this business you need to wear a lot of hats. And um, it definitely, you know, it keeps me, um, it keeps my hat rack employed, so to speak. <laughs> and as I'm sure you're aware, there is no shortage of incredible talent, not only here on the South Shore, but all across New England. Do you find yourself being influenced by some of your peers? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, you know, there, there is just every artist, there's a little something to pull from, you know, whether it be something that's more established that you've been following for a long time or whether it's someone new. Um, I know, you know, Abby Vale. Yes. And we've been doing a lot of work with her and she's a sweetheart. Um, she's grateful for opportunity. She's an incredible young songwriter. Um, you she know, can write hooks like I, I like nobody I know. It's great, you know. I mean, she's so we've we've been doing these um, these video projects with her, and the last session she came in for about a couple of weeks ago, she had this song, and and I was like, this could be like a like a huge pop hit given in the hands of of the right person, you know, like. But at her core, she has these wonderful uh, folksy folksy vibes there's big nuggets of wisdom in a lot of her writing and a beautiful voice too and a beautiful voice soulful voice yeah it certainly doesn't hurt you know i want to go back to the album um so how far along is the uh the process so we got four songs all tracked for basics and we're in the overdubbing process right now and it's the same producers as the last album uh, a guy named lauren interest and um he produced, you know, he produced some things for Marcarelli. He produced Laurie McKenna's perhaps most notable uh, breakthrough. What was it, Bitter Town? I think something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's he's a, he was Ronnie Earl's drummer for a long time, and um, he's just he's he's a great guy, a fantastic player. I mean, one heck of a producer. Um, and we've had some great players coming in so far, and it's just a great a great process. And he's got a kind of a new studio space down in Connecticut which is really nice. They have a beautiful grand piano, and it's just a quiet, kind of out in the countryside a little bit, not too many distractions. It's not, you know, not. Too, I don't have to spend the night, but it takes a little a little bit to get down there, yeah. you know? <laughs> kind of clears your mind on the drive. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's funny. It's the, the drive down is very peaceful, but the drive back after the work's done, I'm just like, oh, I, just wanna... I screwed up that guitar piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so much. You just, you just want to like, get home, you know? Exactly. Some, some nights, and it's, it's funny, too. It's like after driving, like your mind goes at the speed you drive. 
So if you're like, if I'm on the highway and I'm doing, you know, 70 miles per hour for an hour and you get out of the car, you're still there. But it's like, and then your ears are kind of there too. It's nice to go into a studio. Like I've done a number of sessions where you wake up on premise or you, it's a short drive and your ears are still fresh. They're not, you know, like I'm sure when you're in the headphones all day doing radio stuff, you come home and you you go to sleep and it's like, you hear how much noise is still in your head. Yeah. You know, like the noise and the silence almost. Right. It's crazy. You know, Um, so it's, you know, every recording project is faced with its own challenges, but also its own wins, I suppose, too. Exactly. Can we hear another song? Yeah. um, What are we uh, hearing next? Let's do let's do some just do new stuff today here. I like that. Yeah. Okay. This one's a little bit more up tempo here. Cool. By the way, that's the voice of Jay Pissarros on the tiny stage tonight on (laughs) 95.9 WATD. What's your website, Jay? It's jaypissarrosmusic.com. So it's J-A-Y-P-S-A-R-O-S. It's not an easy name. All right. It's called, uh, I don't know what this is called yet. Maybe coming up the river or something like that. We'll give it a try. up the river coming up to see me she coming up the river coming up to see me she'll never give up find me on the mountain top she gonna take me away she coming to the city coming up to see me she coming to the city Coming up to see me, yeah, she'll never give up Find me at the old bus stop, she's gonna take me away Whoa, oh, oh, some say she's crazy Whoa, oh, oh, but I don't care Whoa, oh, oh, some say she's crazy up the freeway coming up to see me she driving up the freeway coming up to see me yeah she'll never give up driving till the sun come up gonna take me away whoa oh, 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 some say she's crazy Whoa, oh, 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 but I don't care 
always fair Jay Pissarro is on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. Nice job, my friend. Thank you. We have to take a very quick break here on Almost Famous. We are brought to you each Tuesday by Tiny and Sons Glass. We have more with Jay Pissarros and more great local music right after this. The melodic verse can be a transforming experience, bringing all of humankind together in one symbiotic plane of consciousness. Oh, gnarly! And it can be pretty gnarly, too. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Tiny Stage tonight here on 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea. You are learning about local bands and musicians from right here on the South Shore into Boston and all across New England. We do it every Tuesday night. It's called Almost Famous, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John, and in studio tonight, we are joined by our good friend, Jay Pissarros. Jay, how you holding up in there? I'm holding up good, man. You're sounding great. Well, thank you, yeah. So let's recap, if you would. Um, tell us again who you are. Who is Jay Pissarros? Um, Jay Pissarros is a singer-songwriter, uh, obviously, I guess, um, and just a musician and someone working within the music industry. You know, I love writing songs. I love performing. I love working with other songwriters, um, and I'm currently trying to get another album done. That is cool. So what is available currently by you? Um, I got a bunch of stuff up. You can do the whole iTunes thing. Um, my website, jpassarismusic.com. I, I have three full lengths and an EP and a couple singles floating around. Um, you know, that kind of spans almost almost better, the better part of a, of a decade. I keep reminding myself, like, when, when is it going to be 10 years since your first release, you know? It's kind of a, a milestone, I guess. Um, and sometimes you scratch your head, you're like, wow, I mean... Ten years isn't that long, but it's still a good chunk of time. Exactly, you know, especially for a you know not only a musician but a local musician to be, you know, around and actively actively recording for ten years is, is pretty good, in my opinion. Well, you know what? I've, I'm I'm 33, and I I found that um, like anything to get to the next peaks and levels in any career, it's you know the first step is always easier than the ninth step. It gets more challenging as you go along, but. I've noticed you see a lot of people go to the wayside, you know, and uh, some people just lose interest or they're, you know, they, they, um, you know, life happens to them. They have, they start getting families or married and, and kids and, and finances too and is, finances. A, is a big part of it. It's tough, man. You know, like it's so, you know, music it can, can very easily become less of a priority if you're not very, very in love and, and serious about it to a degree. Um, and I, I've been fortunate enough where I've, I really do love the work and I love the process. I love the whole thing about it. Um, and it, a funny, it, funny thing started happening when when people start falling to the wayside because um, you, a lot of the opportunities I've found that have, have been coming to me over the past few years haven't been from one particular song or or particular performance, but it's it's um, a certain longevity. You know, it's a certain uh, experience, I think, that comes with being in any line of work for a long, a long amount of time, you know. Um, and I know this is a, it's a somewhat difficult question, but do you remember the moment when you realized that this is something that you can do and this is something you can make a living off of? Um, I mean, I, I, I have those moments often, I think, and I, I think it's maybe a healthy thing. I mean, it's going to be 12, 13 years ago now that I started working at the Medieval Manor, which has since closed. Um, but I was living in Vermont still at that time. 
and I got hired to to dress up in medieval stuff and be a minstrel, which like I've never been into theater or anything like that. And but I started getting paid to play music on a regular basis. And um, you know, as time went on, I, I somewhere along there, you said, "Oh, I, I can do this." But what we were talking about, it's a, a career in music is a fragile thing, and and life can happen and. Um, you know, so there's been a lot of times where you get knocked down too, where you're, you're doing well for a little while and then something something comes up and it, it gets harder to swing and then you need to remind yourself again that, oh, I can do this and I, I, I enjoy doing this. Um, it's really, I don't want to say emotional, it's not like an, it's, but it's really a, uh, the ups and downs in this industry are... Yeah, the peaks and valleys. The peaks yeah. and valleys because it is, it is, you know, you're not only self-employed, but you're you're functioning in a community of people that are, are largely self-employed. Um, and that's funny because a lot of the people you work with, they don't have the stability of a well-established company, and neither do you. So you throw all of that into the mix, sometimes it can be a little volatile. It can be a little, you know, I mean, I know musicians talk about, like, sports season. You know, I, if I look at my Facebook feed anywhere from... You know, November through February, it's like if you were to add up all the amount, the amount of money of all the musicians losing gigs for something random like sports, you know, at least in music, sports is yep. random. Then it's like, wow, that's that's a that's a sizable chunk of change. And you've got to anticipate too. You know, you never know with the Patriots, the Celtics, the Bruins. When the playoff season comes around, you almost have to anticipate. You know, are they going to make it to the playoffs? If right. they make it to the playoffs. Is it going to be on a night that I might have a gig? And if it's on a night that I might have a gig, is this a venue that might cancel me because of the game? Right. And then venues venues close down, and you don't know why they do it. Um, you get there's a lot of double bookings that can happen. Um, you know, and there's also on the flip side of that, there's a lot of opportunity that is often offered, but is not followed through with, especially when you get into the you know, into the arena of, of doing, you know, support slots and working as a support act, you know, you get offered these things and then you got to get approved up the chain, you know, you got to get approved by the venue and then the, the band's manager, whomever you're, you're supporting. So it's a lot of having a great day with your hopes up and, and then the next. So if you don't, if you don't develop somewhat of a thick skin and take it in stride and, and make a point to kind of step back and look at the whole from time to time, it's very easy to get, to get lost and, um, in, in the in the confusion and in, in the ups and downs of all this, you know, very true. So I mean, it's true what they say. You have to you have to love this. I mean, same thing with radio. You come in and you, you're dedicated to your show, not only the show but the whole station, and you know, and you do these things, and you sometimes work off hours, and yeah, you, you make it work, and, and you don't do it because. You know, yeah, you get paid for what you do, but not all the time. Exactly, and you've got to you've got to like almost like lose money to make money in a way, right? And it's it's the times that you're not making money that you're doing something for the soul and the spirit of it, and that's what propels the whole the whole trajectory. I think you know, it's that heart behind it. Exactly. Can we hear some more music? Yeah, let's do it. What do you have next for us, Jay? <laughs> Stop talking. Play some play some more songs. Exactly. Well, I'll play this one called Dear Jane. Cool. And that is the voice of Jay Pissarros, by the way. You've got him on 95.9 WATD. This is Almost Famous with me, John Shea, introducing you to local music every Tuesday night. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Jay, it's all yours. Thanks, John.
Pissarro's on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. Jay, tell us about that song. So that song is uh, it's, it's a true story, not, not about myself, um, about some people. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's basically just the, kind of the, the story of, of the other side of love. You know, there's um, a, a happy side and a dark side to, to many things, and that's certainly on the, the darker side of things. But um, like anything dark, there's always 
there's always a little bit of hope in there. Um, and that's basically what that, that that song is about. You know, there's a lot of personal stuff, not with me, but <laughs> other people in there. So I'm careful with, with how I'm, I'm presenting this, um, which, which has been a challenge. It's been on my mind for, for a little bit. How am I going <laughs> to... Explain that? How am I going to explain this, you know? <laughs> well, leave it up to the imagination. You know, that's the beauty about it. It's... Um, Interpretation is, is, you know, most of the, uh, most of what makes music awesome. Right, you're right. You know, and, and as a writer, it's um, anyone will tell you inspiration comes in many forms, and it, it's it's for a literal art, it doesn't always have to be so literal, um, which is a kind of a funny thing, something that I've always enjoyed about it. You know, we had um, years ago, Lori McKenna was here, and you mentioned her earlier, and she wrote a song that she thought was just a throwaway song. And I forget who it was. You know, some major country artist heard it, and thought it was the most brilliant song they'd ever heard. <laughs> right. And they, they like they they like begged her to record it. And right. So that's you know you never know you know when you write a song you know what's you know you may think it's about something else, but somebody may see it in a whole different light and right and you know, might you know inspire them to do something else. You never know what music is going to do. It's funny. It's it's whenever you put out a CD too, you figure about like you know what what work do you want to put out there and. And and you really don't know what, who's you know one of the songs that that I wasn't crazy about in my last album, um, the producer just loved it, and he said we should put that song first, and I was like really like first like that's you want this to be the first song he's like yeah and I went with it and it's it turns out that I, over the past few years I've gotten a really positive response from it, um, and then you just you just never know what track is that it's Young Man oh cool yeah. Um, and he, he loves that, and, and a lot of people have have said, "Hey, I really like you know X, Y, and Z," and that's certainly X or Y or Z for for some of it, you know. Now we should mention too that you know you and I are, are friends outside of of um, the radio too. You know, you know, we we hang out, we you know we get drinks together and stuff like that. And this is basically the conversation that we have off mic. You know, that's what's great about this industry is it's like, you know, when you called me up, what was it, a couple of days ago, and you said, hey, can you, you want to come in and do this? I said, sure. It's like, y- you never feel, you know, stuff like this, you don't feel like working. It's, it's, you exactly. just go and say, like, yeah, I'll go hang out. Like, what else, what else am I doing? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and we'll be doing that, I'm sure, maybe later this yeah, week exactly. or, or something, whether it be in Stoughton or, I mean, you're good at making your rounds. Keeping track of you is like, you know, you never know where you're going to be or, you just you zip around, but it's it always you know makes me happy when I, when I see you out and you know. Now the last time that that we were hanging out out you know outside the radio station, and I want I want to you know bring this up because I think it's it's very useful because a lot of musicians do listen to the show, and uh, you you explained in a very clear way of which some can think of as a very complicated process, and that is how to make money playing your original songs at music venues. Yeah, I mean, it's such a multifaceted question. Um, you know, I mean, there's everything from... You can take a sports bar where no one's there to see music, and if you do it right, you can play your original music. You know, and, and if you... You know, like, let's use Stoughton House of Brews, for example. I'm not a sports bar. That's a great venue that supports original music. Isn't necessarily a music venue... It is, but they're you know they're serving food and they're they're open for other purposes outside of music, you know, and they they support original artists, which is why it's one of the the better rooms in the region for guys like me and other people trying to do it. Um, but then of course, if if you follow up and you do your your due diligence and do your books right, you can make money 
through the royalty process off playing a lot of these rooms. Um, there's, there's several different ways to do it, but the fact is if, if you get out there and play and you're playing original music, you're essentially making money off of that. Um, and and with, with the whole stuff like BMI Live and ASCAP has a similar, a similar program, you can make money on the back end for that as well. Um, and of course, you know, if you're going to go out and do a show, let's say an hour set, you know, at, at Passim or the Middle East, I mean, right, right there alone, you're making making money off of original music. But are you talking more about like the, the BMI stuff? Or? Yeah, the BMI and ASCAP and, and, and submitting your songs uh, for, for royalty checks. Yeah, so a lot of people, you know, I, I mean, I know when I first started out, I was very fascinated and I did a lot of research because it's, it's kind of a hard thing to understand. I don't think a lot of... You know, a lot of people do it, but I don't, I'm not sure if they entirely, you know, are aware of the process. But my understanding of it is, it's pretty pretty basic, is all of these venues that support live music are required by law to pay into these performing rights organizations, pros or what they're called. ASCAP is a pro, BMI is a pro, CSAC, and I believe there's a fourth now. Yes, and I, which, I can't recall the name of it, but yeah, I believe there is. Well, I'm sure the venues are dreading that. <laughs> but what these... these, these these pros, these performance rights organizations do, is they collect a fee from any venue hosting live music on behalf of performers. So myself, for example, I'm with BMI. Why I chose BMI, I can't really tell you. I, you know, I, I mean, BMI and ASCAP are essentially the same. I wonder that at a larger level, if I was, you know, further along in my career, I might start seeing some of the differences within the two. But basically, all my songs are registered with the BMI song catalog. So when I go and perform at a venue, I will go online and I can log the songs that I played for the night. And essentially what happens is the royalties collected or the money collected that these venues pay out to these performance rights organizations, you as a songwriter are entitled to. And the reason for that is to protect you know, songwriters that... You know, the thought process is that, well, these venues are making money off of the attraction of music. Um, so we need to find a way to, to compensate songwriters for that, not just for the physicality of being there, but in a way the intellectual property of performing what you've written. And, and I know a lot of this in large degree was, was started, you know, let's say, because um, you can enter cover songs too. And, and that is kind of the tell of it all. I mean, let's say, someone's running around playing Jay Passaro songs across the country. You know, as a songwriter, I could say, well, all these places and people are making a living off of my work. So how do I get compensated for that? And this is kind of, kind of the way to do that. Um, the whole royalty thing is very tricky because, as you know, in radio, you're supposed to report your spins. Exactly. You know, and, but not everyone does that. So not every songwriter is, is out there reporting the spins. I know I, I'm not necessarily reporting to BMI who I'm covering. You know, I mean, I report my own music, but it's there's a lot of venues and stations that, you know, don't don't report this stuff. Um, I'm blanking on it right now, but a lot of a lot of venues use um, a, a company, a program to to see what an artist's estimated draw is per city. I don't know why I can't think of this right now. Polestar, maybe? Polestar, yeah. It's so Polestar, it's like. You know, it's required that these artists, you know, let, let's say someone goes and plays the, the South Shore Music Circus, and it's up to the circus to enter in the statistics in the Polestar. Here's how many tickets we sold and whatnot. But how accurate is that? Let's say you have a great opener that has a healthy draw. 
who, who, what percentage of the draw is reported to them? You That's know? true. It's so there's a, there's a lot of it's like you know much like as we talked about the ups and downs of this environment. There's a lot of moving parts, and it's easy for stuff to get lost. And you know there's there's so many different ways to monetize your music. Um, but it's it's nearly impossible to to keep that all accurate to a T. I would say very true. You know, it's it's not um, it's not like sitting at a cash register and watching the money come in and the money go out, because um, there's stuff that's happening that you don't even know about. You know, it's it's just hard to it's hard to say who's doing what, where, when, and why. That is very true. Yeah, and that's the voice of Jay Pissarros. He is in studio tonight on ninety five nine WATD. And uh, I think it's time for another song, Jay. What do you want to share with us next? Let's see. Uh, we're sticking with the theme of new stuff here. I'll do another new one. This one's called Anything at All. All right. We have Jay Pissarros in studio tonight on the South Shores Radio Station, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Baby, you know it's true. I wasn't for you when you came around to me Girl, you know they say never where you think you'd find it hidden deep inside I don't know I can still dream I can still think about it I can still dream about you now Even though I found you You can still think about the moon I can still say I miss my girl Even though I'm near you You can say anything at all To me, to me Yeah, to me Girl, you know it's fine I need nobody saying What it's like to fall in love Girl, you know those eyes That look when given to me Cuts me right down to size I can still dream I can still think about it I can still dream about you now Even though I found you You can still think about the moon I can still say I miss my girl Even though I'm near you You can say anything at all To me, to me Yeah, to me Time. Checking me, look in the mirror Sew it around until it's gone Some waste a lifetime Waiting on the right situation Even when the right one comes along I 
can still dream about you now Even though I found you You can still think about the moon I can still say I miss my girl Even though I'm near you You can say anything at all To me To me To me Jay Pissarro in studio tonight. It's 95.9 WATD. I, I had to squeeze it in. You know Chuck McDermott? Oh, yeah. That's a little... He showed me that, and I've just kind of been obsessed a with A little weed straw country vibe there. He's so good, man. He's, he is he's, great. He is ridiculous. He's on his honeymoon right now. Is he really? Yeah. That's um, awesome. Mexico or something. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Congrats, Chuck, if you're listening. That's awesome. <laughs> he's probably... You know, he's, I'm sure he he's isn't. He's having a corona somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Tell us about that song, Jay. Um, you know what? It's it's. Um, I think it's just another guy with an acoustic guitar writing love songs. <laughs> um, I, I've I've never liked uh, pop writing to a sense, but I've always certainly respected it. It's it's never been my go to style. Um, so recently, I've been trying to write some more kind of like feel goody tunes like that um, instead of the the dark brooding artist stuff. Now, what are your thoughts? I know this has been happening for, for decades, but it seems to kind of come in waves where some of the um, the people who are the anti-pop songwriters like uh, Chris Stapleton, for example, Jason Isbell, kind of all of a sudden become mainstream. You know, I, I love stuff like that. I mean, I think that's the way to build a career. You know, here are guys that have been doing it for a very long time, sticking true to their guns, and and it's real art, you know, and I think that's what gets noticed. I don't think they're selling to them an image. I think they're selling something that's genuine, um, a proven art form that has been developed unto themselves in a sense. And it's great. It's great content. It's it's it might not be sunshine and and, you know, dancing, but it's 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 fantastic writing. It's brilliant musicality. It's the whole package. Um great, great vocals, great players. You know, I mean that's something that, that that I think a lot of people might argue is, is kind of a lost thing in Nashville. There's so much bubblegum country and cookie-cutter country coming out there. But then you have these guys, you know, I was watching Vince Gill, who's just like a monster. And, you know, he's had a lot of success in all worlds of music. But his thing was never an image. It was never, he just wanted to be the best musician he could. Exactly. And the rest followed. And I think for a lot of these guys, that's what's unfolding um, and I know for a lot of us in the folk and singer-songwriter world that aren't necessarily a pop artist, it's, it's a hopeful thing to see guys like that rise to the top because we know we're not mainstream. You know, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't write songs for the, for the mainstream. I don't, I don't think that way. Will a song of mine ever get there? Who's to say no? You know, I mean, it's, it's maybe it will. Um, but what I do know is if, if I keep doing what I'm, what I'm doing, what feels good to me and making music that, that I like and I enjoy the process of, then, you know, it, it, the hope is that the end result will take care of itself if there's ever such a thing as an end result even, you know? Very true. So, I mean, it's... I love Jason Isbell. He's just fantastic, you know? And, but there's a lot of guys, guys like that in a sense, you know? You look at someone like... Jack White, for example, 
You know, I mean, how you think about who he is and the stuff he writes and some of the, like, if you ever looked into his record label and some of the people that he's putting out, you're like, who, like, how would anyone, you know, but there's something genuine in his art form yeah. that has resonated. And not, you know, too far, far, as soon after the White Stripes formed, he did a project with Loretta Lynn, of all people, and it was incredible. Right, it's awesome, you know, and, and that's that's cool. And, and there's still a lot of artists that... that pay tribute to to that stuff i mean it's funny i was out with my buddy the other night and we were listening to um like some willie nelson stuff and you know just the compositional element of these these a lot of willie songs you know and you know somewhere along the line a lot of it you know it's like there's a divide in the country and there's a divide in the music too you know there's not so much middle middle ground stuff it seems it's stuff that's pretty straightforward simple chord progressions and then you have this whole other element you know that's almost as far off as jazz it seems in terms of the you know infusion and like prog rock you know exactly but there's great bands like Umphreys McGee is an awesome band i've i've loved fish for a long time here's a few guys that you know like they fish did did thirteen nights at Madison Square Garden and name, sold out all of them. Na- name a major pop act that can do that. There's like maybe three, and like Elton John and Billy Joel are two of them. Fish has like, never had a hit, you know, like a hit by yeah. by popular standards. You know, it's I that mean, cult following could Beyonce do that? Probably not. Maybe you know Jay Z. Like, I don't like who who could do that. The Grateful Dead could do that. Yeah. You know, it's funny not to get political here, but it's like you look at there's a lot of pictures online that compares like a Grateful Dead concert with like Trump's inauguration. Yes. <laughs> inauguration you know, and it's like now that's a, an audience, but it's 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 true. Um, you know, if if pop is a funny thing because it's validi- validated by the institution that creates it in a sense, whereas is um, the validation of the people largely goes unnoticed to a degree you know i don't i don't want to say that too much but because you know but um look at the grammys you know look, look what's going to happen there there's going to be a lot of people that are great acts that are getting the recognition and getting getting wins but there's going to be a lot of people that are better acts that have a stronger career over the course of time up against some people that might not have that but might come out on top yep you know it's a fickle fickle thing Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to it. In fact, um, not uh, this year, but last year, um, I years ago I met. Um, I was at you know Passim. I was talking to somebody. I think he was actually working the gate at Passim, and then I saw him playing a show um, in Plymouth. And then, sure enough, at the Grammy Awards, there he is. His band is playing at the Grammy Awards. Oh no, kidding! Who was it? It was the uh, Forrest O'Connor band. I've I've never. Are they local guys? Yeah, they were. They, they I think they went to Berkeley. No kidding. Good for them. It was awesome. Yeah. And what, what are they doing now? Uh, I don't know. I think they're still playing playing out and around Boston and playing in L.A. and Nashville and stuff like that. You know, that's the other thing, too, is it's scary because you, you see, you know, I remember growing up, and if, if someone had a Grammy, then you thought that's it. But you, you cross paths with these guys, and they're still working. Yep, exactly. Um, I read a great article somewhere about someone that won a, ma- a major award. Um, it wasn't a... A Grammy Award, but it was a very other, very prestigious award in the music industry. And uh, he's like, you know, here's a little truth and insight for you. I did a show in Kansas City or something. I had 15 people there. 15 people bought tickets. Perfect example about that is uh, locally Steve Smith. 
Right. I mean, Steve goes on the road with, with Dirty Vegas and he's playing big shows, you know, and, but around here in, in his hometown and well, not his hometown, but his, his, his new hometown, you know, he's, he's still he's a working guy. He's a working musician. But you know what? That's well, and he's a member of Squeeze. But that's what's kept him afloat for so long. I think, you know, he never he's never resting on his laurels, as they say. He's always looking ahead, looking forwards and great voice, great songwriter, you know. Hi, Steve. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We have Jay Pissarro's in studio tonight. I normally don't do this, but I, could I uh, request a Jay Pissarro song? Sure. Could you do uh, Whiskey in the Rain? Whiskey in the Rain, okay. All right. I thought you were going to request Tripping and Running. I was like, I think your requests for those are, <laughs> are done. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I, I'm having, this is a different guitar than I normally play, and um, it's so much harder to play Tripping and Running on this thing. This thing's kind of a, a beast to play, but here we go. Road, simple way, so easy then to get your fill. Mind how it's changed, but my memory remains of whiskey in the rain on a hill. Where I'd repeat the same old song. Then you tell me that I sing the chorus wrong. Didn't need much to catch our thrill Drinking whiskey in the rain on a hill Road 49 from the highway to the riverside Would wind below the moon up above Time it was filled and there never was a bill with whiskey in the rain on a hill Where I'd repeat the same old songs Then you tell me that I sing the chorus wrong But didn't need much to catch our thrill Drinking whiskey in the rain on a hill Ten feet below the moon on a hill Take the long way back down dirty roads with timber stacks Here's to you and me not looking back Here's to you and me not looking back to where I'll sing the same old songs Then you tell me that I sing chorus wrong We didn't need much to catch our thrill Drinking whiskey in the rain on a hill Drinking whiskey in the rain on a hill Drinking whiskey in the rain 
Jay Pissarro's tonight. 95.9 WATD. Nice job on that, my friend. Thanks, man. We have to take our final time out of the night, but I think we have time for one more tune after the break. Does that work for you? Yeah, works for me. All right, let's do that. You're listening to Almost Famous 95.9 WATD. More with Jay right after this. Go ahead. Let the music liberate you. Make you free. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants and find a little weird I have to ask twice? But wear a belt. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the tiny stage here on Almost Famous here on 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea, introducing you to local bands and musicians. We do it every Tuesday night. Brought to you by Tiny and Sun's Glass. Peter Black and the Wide World of Blues comes your way in just a few moments but we have a few more minutes left with the amazing jay pissarro's live in studio tonight jay how you doing in there i'm good john you're you're very kind thank you (laughs) (laughs) well you sound awesome tonight thank you for coming down to the studio hey anytime great night for it so remind us of your website and any uh other social media links you want to uh, put out there to the public yes you can find me at jpissarrosmusic.com j-a-y-p-s-a-r-o-s music.com and of course i'm on facebook and i'm on instagram at pb and j records and twitter and you know all that good stuff that you got to do today to do the thing you know <laughs> fantastic and the new album you got about four tracks done do you have a, a maybe a tentative uh, release date in mind um you know i'm shooting for i'd love to have it out before summer um but i don't want to rush it either you know i'm gonna i'm gonna say early summer 2018 Okay, sounds good. I keep forgetting it's 2018. You'll have to come back when the, when uh, when that time has come. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Cool. So I think we have time for one last tune before we send things over to Peter Black. What are you uh, taking us up to 10 o'clock with tonight? I'm going to throw a cover song at you um, by the late, great Tom Petty. He's he's you know has been my favorite artist for as long as I can remember. And it's still hard to believe that he's gone. Man, it's just, you know, it's too it's too bad. You know, there's, it's, it's you know, what... what just what a, what a amazing human being to to lose in such an unfortunate way um, for someone that's overcome so much. Um, but I'm going to play you one of his songs. All right, Jay Pizarro's. Thanks for coming down tonight. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, John. Eddie waited till he finished high school. He went to Hollywood, got a tattoo He met a girl out there with a tattoo too The future was wide open He moved into a place they both could afford He found a nightclub, he could work at the door had a guitar She taught him some chords The sky was the limit Into the greed wide open Under the sky Without a 
paper said it always played from the heart He found an agent and a roadie named Bart They made a record and went on the charts The sky was the limit His leather jacket Chains that would jingle They both met movie stars Partied and mingled Their A&R man said Don't hear a single The future was wide open Into the Without